you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com slash events. Welcome to Air Talks TV Talk from LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle. Every Thursday, I'm joined on Air Talk by professional TV critics to review and discuss the newest cable TV, broadcast, and streaming series. With so much content available, we know it's hard to pick something to watch, and we're here to help. All right, let's meet this week's critics. Let's talk TV with critics Danette Chavez of Primetimer, where she's editor-in-chief, and Melanie McFarland of Salon. We begin with Shogun, which has uh, been recreated from James Clavell's best-selling novel. It's uh, streaming on Hulu and airing on FX Network. Let's start. Uh, Melanie, what do you think of Shogun? This Shogun production is stunning, um, and it's also meticulously rendered in in terms of getting the background together. So what I mean by that is the original Shogun, for um, listeners who remember it, was in um, from James Clavell's 1975 novel, and then we uh, Americans got to see a miniseries on NBC in 1980, um, which featured Richard Chamberlain, and he ended up being the star of a production where, you know, the entire cast besides him was Japanese and it was filmed in Japan. This one takes the perspective of the Japanese people um, and specifically the person who uh, is referred to um, as the, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but Hiroki Sonata is um, the star, the main star. And then you also have Anna Sawai, um, who some people who may have seen Monarch um, on, Apple TV Plus may know. Um, she's extraordinary as Mariko. Um, so the person who Richard Chamberlain originally uh, portrayed is now portrayed by an actor named Cosmo Jarvis. And the fact that he is kind of not even secondary, but tertiary to the story is actually quite important. You get to see so much from this part of history, from the people who live, you know, from the perspective of the people who lived it. Um, these are fictional characters, but it's mm. again, Beautifully rendered. Shogun is streaming on Hulu and airing on FX Networks. Uh, the first two episodes are already out, with episode three releasing next Tuesday. There'll be a total of 10 episodes of Shogun. Also on Hulu, Extraordinary with its second season, the British comedy action series, Danette. Yeah, so uh, Emma Morin uh, created this show for Hulu, uh, and it started off as this sly commentary on the glut of superhero stories uh, in pop culture. Season one is about how superpowers have become so ordinary that not having one is actually what makes you the exception. Um, as Jen, our, the uh, extraordinarily ordinary main character, Mairead Tires gives a performance that is layered with so much thorniness and vulnerability you want to shake her and hug her at the same time. 
Uh, and the rest of the cast, which includes Bilal Hasna, is just as game as she is, which, you know, makes, you know, all of the really absurdist uh, uh, twists and turns um, easier to follow, really. Um, season two will also be a binge release, um, and it is supercharged, really. It's funnier, it's darker, and it's more hopeful. Um, what started off as this superhero comedy that was centered around a bunch of Gen Zers in London uh, has become a broader coming of age story about how turning a certain age or achieving a certain milestone doesn't magically unlock adulthood. Um, and, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that you have it together as we see with um, some of the older characters who come to the forefront this season. Extraordinary with season two, all eight episodes to be released next Wednesday, March 6th, rated TVMA on Hulu. Avatar, The Last Airbender on Netflix, uh, Gordon Cormier starring. Uh, it's uh, rated TVPG. Uh, Melanie, tell us please about Avatar, The Last Airbender. So this is a series that has, to call it beloved is to understand uh, things. Um, it's based on an animated series that ran on Nickelodeon uh, between 2005 and 2008. Um, and that animated series was so surprising in that it was made for kids, but people of all ages really connected to it. It's a true um, you know, children's fantasy epic um, that actually has a lot of adult themes in it when it talks about you know, the damage that war um, creates both for the people who wage it and the people who are you know victimized by it there's a lot about leadership and you know it really uh, ended up when it came back in 2020 reflecting um, a lot of what it means to fight authoritarianism this new series um, is a live action version there was one done by m night Shyamalan about uh, 14 years ago that was not so well received, um, is actually uh, considered to be one of the worst films of all time. This one is not that bad, um, <laughs> the little to be desired, but it does say some interesting things about leadership. The changes in there um, are some people who are pure, pure, purists may not appreciate them, but if you look at them from a slightly different angle, um, some of the changes are great. And I think that it actually could be a, a wonderful series for Netflix if it decides to continue for another season. Avatar, The Last Airbender, eight episodes, all of them now streaming on Netflix. The second best hospital in the galaxy on Amazon Prime Video, starring Kieran Culkin and Stephanie Hsu, Natasha Leone and Kiki Palmer, Maya Rudolph, all in the cast. Quite a cast, Danette. Yes. Um, you know, you mentioned Kiki Palmer and Stephanie Hsu, and they are delightful as the pair of alien doctors who are at the center of the show, who have this longstanding friendship. Um, and, you know, they they have complementary neuroses, if you will. Um, but that friendship is really just kind of like this, something for viewers to hold on to because this show gets weird. This, you know, um, <laughs> As animation often left. does on TV, yes. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, th there are a lot of show, animated shows that really try to bring everything back to something more grounded. And, you know, I understand the impulse and there are certainly elements of that here, but Sirocco Dunlap who worked on Russian Doll, uh, with Natasha Leone, um, she and her team really want to, you know, find the most bizarre and wonderful things out in the galaxy. Um, you'll find yourself 
you know, the the opening scene is this, you know, it it, it looks like a moment out of ER, but the, all of these life-saving efforts are to rescue a parasite from its human host that dies on the table. And that's considered a success, right? Like that's, that's, you know, the, the show subverts your expectations a lot. Um, and what, you know, I really appreciate about it is that it's one of the few animated shows uh, led by women uh, behind the scenes. Well, I guess in every respect, right? No one's really on camera on an animated show. Um, but if you miss Tuke and Birdie or Bojack Horseman or even Ugly Americans, this is the show for you. The second best hospital in the galaxy, all eight episodes streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, yet another one of The Walking Dead projects, Melanie. I know it seems like this series will never end, and it and it may not ever. Yeah, <laughs> this may franchise. Not. I mean, you know, zombies. You know, technically, if they're not Live in forever, comedy, they can go on forever. Uh, but one thing I've got to say about what um, Scott Gimble, who now is the creative leader of the Walking Dead universe for AMC, I think that there's some realization, especially now. Um, that there has to be something for these characters um, that a lot of people know and root for to live for. Um, they've this is now the I want to say the third spinoff um, post Walking Dead spinoff with the main characters from the, what they call the Mothership. This one features Michonne um, and Rick Grimes, who are kind of the the leaders of their uh, their survivor group. Um, and they were separated. So you have Michonne and Rick Grimes trying to find each other. Um, and I can't, I'm, I'm obligated by AMC not to say exactly what happens, but um, this particular uh, episode that's coming up this week features Michonne. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, um, it's Denai Guerrero, who is in Black Panther. Um, she's kind of the samurai at the end of the world in this series. Um, and if you've seen some um, other shows uh, that may have been a little more prestige considered like um, Station Eleven on HBO. Um, it, there's gonna be some themes of that where you know people find other people, learn to trust them and eventually you know, form these relationships outside of what we already know. Um, so it's really about this idea of love finding itself at the end of the world um, and lots of zombies too. It stars Andrew Lincoln and Denai Guerrera. Uh, the Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, is on AMC Network, streaming on AMC+. Plus. Of the six episodes total uh, in the uh, series uh, uh, first season, uh, the first episode is out, second releases on this Sunday, March 3rd. When we come back, we'll talk about the passing of Richard Lewis, such a terrific comedic presence on television, including Curb Your Enthusiasm during its entire run, he died on Tuesday at the age of 76 of a heart attack and great controversy over the Lifetime documentary, Where is Wendy Williams, including a lawsuit from Williams' conservator. We'll be back in just a minute. This is TV Talk from LAist 89.3. We'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Larry Mantle, and you're listening to Air Talk's TV Talk, a weekly review of the newest cable TV, broadcast, television, and streaming series. Let's get back to reviews. I'm Larry Mantle with critics Melanie McFarland of Salon and Danette Chavez, editor-in-chief at Prime Timer. Our next series is The Tourist in its second season on Netflix. All six episodes are premiering today. Uh, Danette, please tell us about The Tourist's second season. What do you think? 
You know, this was the UK's most popular drama uh, back in 2022. Um, and but the and it you know was available to U.S. viewers uh, on Max, um, but the calling it Warner Brothers Discovery meant that Max canceled it. Um, luckily, Netflix swooped in to save it for uh, season two, um, and it's a move that I think is going to pay off for that streamer because this is exactly the kind of propulsive, twisty series that is meant to be binged. Um, you know, and there's another, you know, there, there are two seasons for people to dig into, you know, we, we keep hearing more and more that like uh, viewers want to live with characters longer, right? Like they, they want to sit with them, you know, and, and get to know them. Um, what's funny here is that the lead character doesn't even really know himself, right? So you, we're going on this journey of self-discovery with him. Um, pop culture is full of amnesiacs and people having an identity crisis, but the tourist turns those tropes into something that is raucously funny, it's action-packed, um, but it's often uh, a meaningful story about second well, in this case, probably more like fifth or sixth chances. Um, but, you know, there there are so many different layers to it. Uh, Danielle McDonald, who uh, plays the female lead, Helen, should be cast in every rom-com going forward. And I think that once season two is out, Jamie Dornan uh, is not going to have to worry about being associated with Christian Fifty Shades of Grey anymore. I All think right. this is going to be his defining role. The Tourist, its second season streaming with all six episodes episodes dropping today on Netflix. Sense and Sensibility gets a new adaptation of the Jane Austen classic, this time on Hallmark Network and the streaming service Hallmark Movies Now. Melanie? Yes. You know, this is one of those adaptations that follows up, of course, um, you know, after uh, what Shonda Rhimes did with Ridgerton on Netflix, which is to bring people of color into these Regency era stories um, and Regency style stories um, that have traditionally been told with entire white casts. By taking this sense and sensibility and um, casting, for instance, as, as the lead, you have um, Deborah Iorende um, as the as Eleanor uh, Dashwood. You have all these wonderful people who are, you know, in, in this role, these roles that are very well known and beloved, particularly to Jane Austen fans. It's not just a, you know, tip of the hat and acknowledging that, yes, you know, people of color, particularly black viewers, love these um, stories too. But um, there are so many details throughout that actually um, also acknowledge the fact that, you know, people of color actually existed in this area, uh, in this in this era as well. Um, and a lot of their stories um, haven't been adequately told through the years, especially on television. Um, and I've got to note that the producers behind this, um, including one of one of the people that they brought in as a consultant was Vanessa Riley. She also was a consultant on Sanditon. Um, and so they took a lot of uh, different details from the story and were very, very careful and very meticulous as to how they brought this adaptation to the screen. And there are things, you know, in Sense and Sensibility, it's a very dense story, but they made it very accessible. And, you know, it's there are some things that have been compressed, but it's a delightful adaptation. We're talking about Sense and Sensibility on Hallmark Network and Hallmark Movies Now, uh, starring uh, Deborah Ayurinde and Ben. 
Bethany Antonia. I also want to mention the passing of Richard Lewis, the comedian uh, who was so beloved. uh, And uh, I think he was on Late Night with David Letterman nearly 50 times, uh, author of of multiple memoirs. And, of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm later in his career, a prime place for him to appear. Danette, uh, your, your thoughts about Lewis? It's he's it's really such a loss, um, not just because, you know, he he had such a great presence on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where, you know, he could as, just as easily be a friend and an antagonist to Larry uh, in those stories. But, you know, like he was also just someone, you know, I I think a lot about um, this uh, a sitcom that he started, uh, which was set in Chicago, so naturally it's um, to my taste, but anything but love, and he starred opposite Jamie Lee Curtis, and, you know, these days we talk a lot about how, you know, we need more, like, uh, unconventional romantic leads, and, you know, he he really gave us an all-timer in that uh, sitcom. Yeah, yeah, so true. Again, uh, we lost Richard Lewis two days ago at the age of 76. There's been tremendous controversy also over the Lifetime documentary, Where is Wendy Williams? Melanie, is that documentary going to be released to the general public with all the litigation and everything around it? Well, it's it's already out. Oh, I mean, it is it's, out it's, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, so it, it, was, it ran on Lifetime, um, and you can access it through Lifetime's app. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did um, re-air it. So there was litigation um, at the last moment to stop it from airing, um, but a judge ruled that it could go forward. Um, the thing is, I think that um, a lot of folks are curious about this because Williams you know, not only had this longstanding relationship with Lifetime, this is the third of the movies that are about her, um, but you know, this was somebody who came into people's houses for many years. Every day. You know, yeah, every single day um, was very controversial, known for saying, you know, kind of like I said what I said, you know, but when you see someone like this in a vulnerable state, the fact that she, you know, is beginning to, you know, the the effects of her um, aphasia are, are beginning to hit um, and you see yeah. that and what means the fact that she, it's, you know, it, I, I'm such- sorry to interrupt Melanie, but I know yeah. it's very hard for people to watch someone that they care about and, and to see her dealing with that. Thanks so much, Melanie McFarland, Danette Chavez. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Air Talks TV Talk from LAS 89.3. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Support for LAS comes from Will Gear Theatricum Botanicum, returning with a season of outdoor summer repertory theater on its scenic stage in the woods of Topanga with picnicking in the gardens before the show. A Midsummer Night's Dream is back along with The Winter's Tale, Wendy's Peter Pan, and Tartuffe Born Again set at a TV station in Baton Rouge. And for a contentious election year, Bernardo Cubrias, the Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx, Latin vote. Tickets at theatricum.com.